Hello and welcome to We're Watching What? I'm your host Dana, or the DHK as I'm known, and we're just gonna hop right into a review for this week. So this week I have The Trial of the Chicago 7, which just came out on Netflix and streaming, and it's written and directed by Aaron Sorkin, and I will fully acknowledge I'm not a huge Aaron Sorkin fan. I think there are pieces of his body of work that I very much appreciate and like. I think as a writer, he is much stronger than he is as a director, if Molly's game is any indicator. And I think because he had such a strong cast of people in this that they kind of helped carry the directing, acting, performance part of it. He's just got a really impressive bench of actors contributing to this. He's got Eddie Redmayne, Alex Sharp, Sasha Baron Cohen, Jeremy Strong, John Carroll Lynch, Yaya Abdul-Mateen II, Mark Rylance, Joseph Gordon-Levitt, Ben Shankman, Franklin Jell is in this, Michael Keaton. So you've got a very, very strong cast. The story is based on true events, and in 1969, eight people were charged by the federal government for conspiracy and basically planning together to cross state lines in order to incite violence. And in this case, really, it was a bunch of peaceful protesters is going to protest the Democratic National Convention in Chicago in 1968. So they're charged in 1969. Again, based on true events, I am relatively certain we will get a film like this about 2020 at some point. Lots of the themes still carry today. The, the need for just updated policing techniques, if not dismantling them entirely. The the fact that the government is not necessarily here to protect the people, or it's not, or that it can be easily corrupted and its rules and regulations and sort of nuances in the wrong hands can absolutely be used to hurt Americans as a common people. There's also this whole factor of the inclusion of Yaya Abdul-Mateen's character. He's playing, I mean, he's not a character. He's playing Bobby Seale, the leader of the Black Panthers. So race is, of course, figuring into this. Race is, I think, a parallel that we certainly would be looking at more if this film was about 2020. And the, the kind of bummer to me is that I feel like Sorkin kind of rushed through that part of it because there is so much to unpack there. I, I understand that you can't cover everything in every little bit unless you want to make this a limited series or something along those lines. He does all this in two hours, but I feel like it was like, okay, resolve this part of the story because Bobby Seale was charged along with everyone else and just get through it so we can tell the other part of the story. And that's kind of a bummer, right? My big challenge with Sorkin is he thinks he's smarter than everyone. Chances are he is smarter than a lot of us. He's probably a smarter and witty. I mean, he's certainly a smarter and wittier writer than I will ever be in my entire life. But the fact that he knows it or he thinks it in his core beliefs I don't love the talking over each other fast pitter-patter, pitter-patter type stuff. Thankfully, there were no... I mean, actually, I guess there were technically walking and talking scenes, but they were under the process of they were protesting and marching. So, I, I you know, I'm not going to knock him there. That was really literally what they were doing. But I think he is starting to sort of tone down that thing that we're known for. And not in a bad way. I think he's realizing that he doesn't have to solely rely on that technique in order to tell a story. So I did I did like that part of it more than this, although the first half is more kind of Sorkin-y than the second half. Not a bad thing. I actually thought the second half was stronger. It made me very angry at points, in a good and a bad way, right? It made me angry at the subject material, and I think, to his credit, Frank Langella plays just, he plays this judge who I just wanted to reach through the screen and punch. And the fact that that was a real judge, if anything, this should be a call to arms to, if you can still register to vote, register to vote, please go vote, vote early, make sure your ballot gets in. If you're a Californian like me, make sure it's in a real ballot box. It is timely. This is certainly a timely film. It's a frustrating film. I don't know if you'll feel super inspired coming out of it, but at least I appreciate that the protagonists, it, it did give, a couple of characters gave me hope. And I think that is something we very much need right now. Although I don't know if the frustration factors in this, and they're well communicated, will outweigh the sense, any sort of sense of hope or resolution or et cetera coming out of it. But I think it's worth a watch. 
What else are you going to do this weekend? It's on Netflix. I'm going to give it 3.8 out of 5.